Hey sister, welcome back to the Daily Mantra Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Trulove, and today I sit down with Yami Pence, a former crimes against children detective for over seven years in law enforcement, working at the local and federal level. Before we get into the rest of this intro for this two-part podcast, I want to give you some preface as to what we're gonna be speaking on. Although this podcast, in my opinion, has an incredibly important subject, especially for my community of mostly mothers with children, both of these episodes have a big red trigger warning for child sexual abuse or anyone that has witnessed or is a victim to these terrible crimes. Both episodes give incredible insight to this very real threat to our children. This isn't something that's just happening on the other side of the world or by strangers. This is happening in your town and could happen with a trusted or well-known person to your child. I believe in my heart that we are the first and last defense for our children and with the right knowledge, tools, and education, you not only arm yourself to protect your children, but you are arming your children in protecting themselves or possibly another child around them. These episodes speak on the real accounts of sexual abuse that Yami witnessed as a child as her, in her time in the field and stories that have been told to her through her virtual platforms. She has worked at the Pentagon. She is a badass mama bear who felt called to enter the virtual space to help more in the preventative side of these terrible crimes. You'll find her on TikTok and Instagram creating content to educate and arm parents with the tools and resources to protect their children without living in fear. If you are ready and you feel ready to dive into this podcast, get her lists of do's and don'ts and ways to keep your children safe without living in fear. Let's dive into this podcast. Maybe we should just dive into like how to communicate body boundaries and then mm-hmm. also like private parts. Like how do we discuss this with our kids? Like how do, like somebody has a three-year-old, somebody has a two-year-old, how do we start these conversations? And what, like, I know I've seen it online before. We're like, I'm not going to ask my kid if I'm going to wipe their butt. Like, I don't think that's what we're asking for here, but like yeah. we should start <laughs> talking about body autonomy and body parts and all these things. And like, I don't know, like, I'm sure you have a plethora of information on this. Yeah. So roundabout way. (laughs) Yeah. So consent, like it's, it could be so natural. It's just, it's literally just putting in their mind how people have to ask before doing something. Like, are we going to do the necessary things? Put, you know, some lady messaged me about eczema cream and how the child doesn't like it, but he knows it makes him feel better, but you know, she needs to put it on him or whatever. So I'm like, of course we're going to do what we need, but we're going to do it in a respectful way. Like, just go into it with the mindset of patience, go into it, you know, with a mindset of what would I want done to me if I were this child, my child, like, where was I at this age? So, you know, like one of the, there's two things that I remember as a child that were very traumatic for me. And it was by people who loved me and that were trying to help me. One, somebody holding me down to brush my teeth. I remember it like whole pinning me down and brushing my teeth so hard that my gums bled because they were just trying to get it done fast because I was fighting. Okay. Like we don't ever want to do that. You're, I'm okay. My kids, your kid will be okay if you do it, but they will never forget it. And they will like, and as a child, I real like, I thought, okay, my, my no doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my no, yeah. my no doesn't matter. And so, um, and then also being given a suppository by force, like, oh uh, no. And I was yeah. literally pinned down and tricked, but they thought that, you know, what I had, maybe I had some kind of fever. I don't know what they were trying to break. Um, but they, they wanted to, to help me and they wanted me to not be sick. And they're just like, well, I know better. Mommy knows best. And so here you go, pin you down, boop, like in like that. Yeah. I, this, this is in my journey of prevention and teaching. I had that memory come back and I'm like, Oh, that makes me nauseous. Like, Ooh, Oh yeah. You know? I'm sure. I'm sure. So it, and it's, you know, it's someone who is still alive to this day that loves me very much. And I love her very much, but it was, it was not okay. And so, and, but this is likely what happened to her. She was also a victim of abuse. And so even victims of abuse that grow up can, can cross boundaries, not even realizing because it had been done to them. Right. Um, and, and they're, they're passing that on. Um, so we just, 
it's not like, okay, can I, hey, hey, can I change your diaper now? No, where? And, I, and we're not going to do it. No, it's, hey, oh, I, I noticed that you pooped. Not, that means we got to change your diaper so you don't get a sore butt. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of like start mentally preparing them, mentally preparing yourself, you know, breathing because you have a toddler, you know, they don't like this. So they, for the most part, they don't want to stop what they're doing, lay down and be changed. Um, you know, and especially if they've already got a rash or something, you know, like it just makes it even harder. So um, I like to just pick some toys. Oh, what, what toy are we playing? Do you want to take this toy or do you want to take that toy with us to go change? Do you want to listen to a song while we change? What song do you want to listen to? Like just lots of options, make it fun, make it light. And then, you know, just narrate, narrate. Okay, let's grab the wipes. Let's grab the diapers. Do you want to hold the diapers for mommy? And, you know, do you want to help me? You want to get the wipes out for mommy? Mm-hmm. And they take the wipes out one at a time. Let them take a bunch out. You can put them back in, like have fun with it. Versus um, pinning know. them down while they're screaming and you're taking clothes off of them. Yes. And yeah. literally wiping their private parts like that. That's not right. the ideal thing. Have, has, have most moms done that? Like in the beginning, like not knowing what to do and realizing like, you know, especially little girls when you're, they, they sit in their poop too long, you missed it. And oh my gosh, they get that yeah. redness. And you're like, oh my gosh, like my baby's going to get like, you know, an infection or something. Like I need to wipe this off now. I cannot wait another minute. Yeah. Like, um, obviously it takes a lot of intentionality, um, and, you know, really paying a lot of attention to them. So catching it right when it happens. So you have a few minutes to like, um, you know, can't do, don't, don't put stress on yourself. You can't be perfect, but just try, you know, and then try to do the same thing every time so that they know it's not this torturous like event. Um, right. and then same thing for, you know, wiping their butt, like my son, I'd be like, okay, I got to wipe your butt now. Um, you know, it's not, it's not me asking, may I wipe your butt now, but, oh, I got to wipe your butt now. Okay. Yeah. And then he'll be like, okay. And then, um, or be like, you know. Oh, you're done pooping? Yeah, I'm done pooping. You want to play soon? Yeah. Okay. Can I wipe your butt so we can go play? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be like, like your toddler runs you. No, no, we are in, in charge and we set the boundaries, but um, you know, when it comes to rules and stuff, you know, like we, we don't just let their kids, our kids do whatever they want. We, we right. have boundaries that we can set in place and, and enforce, but we don't have to do it. Like, like WWF, yeah. meaning like, like wrestling, you know, right. getting them down, um, you know, telling them off, like same with brushing our teeth. There's some kids, uh, somebody commented on a recent post of mine, like about like a kid saying no to brush their teeth. Like I have been there. I have been there. My, my son was a little sensory sensitive um, when he was, you know, younger and we, you know, we just had to make it fun. Like, okay, here's mommy's toothbrush. Can you brush my teeth for me, please? I need help, some help. And yeah. they would love that and play with it. And then I'd be like, okay, now can mommy brush your teeth? I know you'd be so brave. I'll you do it. And, you know, just like encourage them and give them right. words of encouragement, you know, like it takes longer, you know, especially when we're done, we're touched out, we're over, you know, like yeah. if you're highly sensitive and you're just over, you know, overstimulated and you just need the day to be done. It is extremely hard to do, but it is such important work to even in that moment. So just worth say, it. Yeah. It's so worth it to not pin your kid down and brush your teeth because I'm 30 years old and I still remember all the things that happened to me and it was for my good, quote unquote. Right. Right. But I remember it. I remember it. And um, yet you don't want to do that to your kid if you, if you can help it. I have a vivid memory of um, somebody in my biological family who is no longer in my in my family for many years. But um, I, when I, I vividly remember like when I was having a tantrum for whatever, I don't remember what it was for, but I was held like if if she's the adult, right, sitting. I was held in her arms and she would link her hands together and I'm sitting across and I would be screaming, trying to stretch out and get away. And she just like, wouldn't let me go. And so I would stop screaming and just like that force just makes you want to break away, you know? And it just, 
there's like you lose you can I mean you know you can you can do better the next day but it's just like it's worth it to stay calm and not create those memories you know because they do last a lifetime I was little and I remember that and I just like yeah don't block me from leaving don't hold me down like Mm -hmm. and you know you feel that as an adult too getting into heated arguments or whatever and you're like why are you why are you trying to block me out like why are you trying to keep me in this room or like and they're not but you feel like I've seen this before you know like I felt this before and I don't I don't like where this is going even though it might not even be going there you know um but yeah Yeah, we have to undo a lot of things that we're done to our brains and our, our nervous system absorbs a lot of stuff and it can come back a lot later. It's, it's funny. I get messages like that all the time. Like I am offensive to some people, very. Um, and, and it's a lot of times people who, you know, like they just means you're doing something right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm good with it. I'm totally, I was totally prepared for that. Um, because I was a cop and not a lot of people like cops. So I, you can't say anything to me. I haven't heard worse. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Lots of, lots of horrible things said to me by prisoners in my, in my backseat. Uh, so nothing even comes close. So, right. but, but when it comes to like, then people will message me back later. Like, look, I saw like the sleepover post that I did. I saw that and made me mad, pissed me off. I was like, that's so overboard, so ridiculous. And then I read the, the caption and I read the comments and I kind of just was like, whatever, that's not everybody's story. Don't pass on your trauma. I got a lot of that. Don't pass on your trauma to your kids by not letting them go to every sleepover that they're ever invited to. Like, okay, guys, whatever you want, like whatever you want, you know, and I've had yeah. people message me and say, I was that mom. And then in one hour, my daughter's life was completely destroyed. Right. I regret everything about letting her go. And yeah. then other messages of like, I was annoyed by it. And then boom, came to my mind, a suppressed or repressed memory of me, of a child at a sleepover doing something to me and with me, but I, as a child, didn't realize it was sexual abuse. Right. And, um, it was like another little bit older child or same age. I can't remember. And that changed her life, but she, but she, you know, it started hypersexualizing her and making her more interested in, in sex than, you know, like, well, maybe she didn't label oh, it. Yeah. She just, yeah. She just didn't know what it was. And because she was a child and her innocence was there, like, oh no, like, this is how we play with each other now. I wonder where that, like, what is that about? And it started, you know, her on a certain path and she didn't even realize that that was abuse. Like she didn't even realize that until she saw my post, got annoyed by it, sat back and said, these ridiculous moms on this post, like going off. And then she's like, wait a minute wait a minute. And she, this happened. She's like, so like, I thank you. She's like, I thank you for posting it. I thank you for your page. I have to process this now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow. wow. I just opened a can of worms. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, so sorry. And like, you know, I, please get help for that. But it's that's like incredible what your brain can do to just protect you. To protect and, yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. to, oh, she was very obviously triggered by that. Maybe you know, obviously subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's crazy. So I guess, and I ha- I put up that that uh, question box, and there are so many. I have so many <laughs> questions, uh, or not questions, but experiences where yeah. people have had these terrible things happen to them over- at sleepovers, and um, it's, it's so important it's- to share those because people don't want to believe you, but once they see the massive number. The massive number, because the stats aren't even out there because people don't talk about this. We talk about, okay, so just think about it. Over 90% of CSA is the the trusted people, like the people you leave your children with, okay? Because they have to be alone in a room with the child. They cannot do it in the street in front of the parent. It has to be alone with the child. So, um, you know, like people are like, well, I'd never leave my child with someone I don't trust. I'm like, okay, but did you hear me when I said that it was 90%? Like you, this is is important stuff. So um, yeah, but people, again, like they're like, you're living in fear. I'm not living in fear. I'm actually living with facts and I'm proactive. Yeah. Proactively 
Getting don't tools. live in fear. Yeah. Don't live in fear. But like they, again, people don't talk about this very much. Like you said, it's taboo. So when you share those stories, people are like, holy moly, like she was not exaggerating. Yeah. You know, like people speaking their truth is very important. Their, their experiences, their perspective is very important. Um, you know, and one of them is like, cause I know I'm sure you'll ask like, what if you have a sleepover where the kids come to your house? Like, are there ways? Yeah. Do I recommend your kids? Like you just kind of being out in the living room, having your fun, if you're going to do that um, and, and be present. Yeah, but as soon as everybody starts to go to bed, bring your kids in your room with you. Um, uh, that's okay. my recommendation. Bring your kids in your room with you, but just know that if there's more than one child sleeping over, so it's a big sleepover, there's five kids, whatever happens in your house is what happens in your house between those kids. You don't know the story of those five other kids, um, yeah. you know, and, and what happens between them you know, cause like I said, I've even uh, read a story of somebody who commented or messaged me, but it was a young child. It was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. the, the child was 10 years old. That was abusing their own children oh, yeah. in their, in their own house yeah. because they had invited them and you just don't ever know. And um, it's not something that you intend and not something that you want. And so that's why, like, if you believe, pray about it. Um, I I'm one of those people that are like, okay, God, close this door. If that is that one that you don't want me to walk through, close it, slam it shut. Like, like yeah. so, so out of my control like that, that I know it's you telling me now, and that I will not walk through it. <laughs> I will not force yeah. it. And right. so, I mean, however you, you want to do it, just, just like definitely use your gut and, um, you know, but, but if you, if it's one child, you know, your child's best friend and you're, you're feeling really good about it, then you could probably do it at your house with them. And then, you know, okay, you're safe here. Um, I'm going to go over here. If you want to talk to mommy, come let me know at any time, you know, have that open door uh, policy where they can like reach out to their own parent if they ever feel like, oh, I want to go home, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but to, so what you know, happens if we do want to like, if, if, if there are parents that, because I know there are, but like parents mm -hmm. that want to, or have already said that their kids can go do sleepovers, maybe they're already actively doing this. Like what, are there any safety measures that you can take with your kids, with the other adults? Like what are, is there a list? Like, is there anything yeah. that those parents can do? Yeah. So it depends. Like, um, I'm sure most of these parents have their kid with some kind of device that can, you know, they can call them on. Mm -hmm. So like I, for younger kids, I like the Gab wireless watch. And it's literally just like this cute little watch has almost nothing, like nothing bad on it, hundred percent. Like it's like got a little Tamagotchi style pet that they can feed and then they can call mommy, daddy, and, and up to 10 people, they can send them like a voice recorded message and like emojis oh, okay. and like, like pre-installed, like, I love you. I'm okay. I'm here. I'm home at school. And like, they could just click the button and it sends, you know, they don't have to type it out. Um, and then, yeah, and you can contact them and it's GPS tracked. So keep that on their watch or on their wrist all night. Um, and that way they could just contact you. If anything, they can send you um, one of my top methods is a code word and okay. to have your child like send a specific emoji or word um, that if they're around their friends and they don't want them to know what they're telling you, like, hey, something bad happened a second ago uh, and I want to get out of here. Like all they have to do is send you the word and then you can say, it'll be mom's fault. Like mom will be like, I'm coming to get you. Your room was a mess. Um, you have to come home right now because you're yeah. just like, you know, and it's all mom's fault. It's not the child's fault. And then once they get in the car with you, they can tell you what's going on and you will know, and you will just drop everything and go get them. Um, so the code word is super important, but what's more important than that is to one, have those body safety rules in place, which we can discuss right after this, but the body safety rules that they know it without a shadow of a doubt, they have to be able to talk and tell you and know it. Um, and then, and then as soon as somebody crosses it, that they know what to do, they have exit strategies. How do I get out of this situation? What's the best thing I can do, especially if I'm not near my mom and there's not a lot of places to go. Like, 
that's why I think those, you know, whether you have a Gab phone, you can have a regular phone. If you already have one, like you purchased, and you don't want to like pay money, like an old iPhone, you can install Bark. Bark Technologies has an app that you can install on their phone to prevent them from getting into unsafe places of the internet. And it could also monitor stuff coming in in case there's somebody grooming them, whatever. It literally reads their text messages and sends you anything suicidal, anything violent, anything. There, there's those two really great companies that actually work with and I'm in the process of working with Park, but okay. they are, they are so good. So have a safe way for your kid to contact you and um, make sure that the parents are in alignment with what you believe, have the hard in-depth conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it is yeah. worth it. So that all about say, Hey, so my family, we have these family rooms rules and it all is all in, uh, in the realm of child sexual abuse prevention, like, and come out with the stats, 90% of kids that get sexually abused is by someone they trust. 40% is of older children or children the same age that are abusing. And 30% um, is of family members and like just stats. Okay. So this has nothing to do with you, but th this is what I have learned and I'm teaching others. And honestly, the, my community, like of child sexual abuse prevention, the number one thing we want parents to do is what we're doing now is teaching other parents, other adults and how to, and how to live this way. So everybody can live this way. Um, so these are our body safety rules. We want her complete privacy when she's changing in the bathroom, um, you know, like playing open space, uh, open spaces. If you're going to play video games, have it locked down with no chat rooms, no internet access and, and, and watch them be part of it. If they're going to be playing, you know, open door policy and, you know, kind of have your eyes um, checking in on them a lot or, you know, be part of it. Um, no one-on-one -on -one time with anyone, not with a child or an adult. Like if you, that's where abuse happens hundred percent of the time, it's one child, unless they're abusing multiple children. Right. Yeah. So it's either one or two or three, whatever. If like this person's that evil and he's, he or she is um, abusing multiple children, but it's always going to be the, the abuser and the victim. Okay. And they have mm -hmm. to be alone. So if we <laughs> avoid the aloneness, the door closed, then right. you're or like right there slashing and eliminating and percentage wise, it's going down that abuse will happen. Um, you know, and that, you know, they have a, their own sleeping space. So they're not sleeping on the same bed with another child that okay. could start doing things in the middle of the night. Like there's so much, you know, and especially because kids are being exposed to porn at like the age of six now. So yeah. that is one of the biggest Wild. things. So, so, so we have to make sure they've got their internet locked down and they're not, one child isn't going to show, show another child something that they saw oh, it was so wild um, or they're not going to hop onto something called like or anything similar but the app i'm talking about is omegle which is like highly popular in the elementary school uh community like these kids are telling each other about it that young and what it is is it's basically a, a random like it's called i don't know if you've ever heard of chat random or chat roulette but basically it's very similar and they just get on there talk to a random stranger and the stranger will try to video chat them and it's literally like 100 percent sex based there's no <gasps> normal conversation and the kids are saying type in o-m-e-g-l-e -E, and they're literally remember writing it down they come and they type it and they start chatting people and like the victims are always like seven-year-olds it's crazy it's crazy how that seven-year-old could get in that predicament and so we have to make sure like, not only do they have the same body safety rules, same privacy rules, like, okay, like when we're changing or we're changing in front of each other, are we going to the back? Like, you know, like having yeah. that, that, that boundary and that privacy, but how are the internet settings in that house? Do you, are you sure your kids don't have any like secret phone? Cause guess what they're doing in schools now? Middle and high school, they're selling each other phones so that they can hop wow. on their family's Wi-Fi. You know, families like like me and, and others that will have the Gab phone or the Bark phone. It'll be monitored, it'll be limited to the, you know, no internet or only some internet access. Screen time, you know, like all the different things you could do to, pre to prevent your kid from seeing or being exposed to predators. 
kids are now selling each other phones. So all they have to do is go home, hop on the Wi-Fi, and it's it's completely it's crazy. So if we know this, okay, now we can do checks. We can, you know what I mean? Like talk to our kid about it. Like, hey, this is going to be our family rules. I know that they're going to try to sell you a phone at school. They may try to do this. Okay, this is what yeah. they're doing. I'm going to ask you to trust me on this. That I'm trying to help you and protect you and protect your mind, and not to, not to fall into that trap. You know, and if you just have these direct love in a loving way conversations with your kids, like you prevent a lot. And, and it's even if you fell for it, even even if you did something that wasn't OK, but it led to somebody victimizing you. Right. Like, you know, meaning like they typed in the website or they got the, the you know, what was it, like a burner phone, like a hidden phone. I forget the name, but yeah. whatever that that phone that mom and dad don't know about. Even if you did that. OK, like just come and tell me. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to be there to protect you because I, I my number one you know, desires for you to be protected. Um, but so that, so, so knowing all those dangers, like that I slipped in there, that is what could happen at the friend's house. Like, and you, and these parents, you know, if you do just a surface level conversation, like, yeah, yeah, total agreement. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if they really aren't that dedicated to it, like, you know, cause they want to seem good in front of other parents. So they may exaggerate their, their parenting roles and, and involvement in their kid's life. And they, or they might think, you know, cause there's, I've seen this before where the parent is like, yeah, she's crazy, but I'm gonna look out for this kid and I'm gonna say, yeah, 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 to everything she says, but really at home, I'm gonna let them do whatever they want. And so you really just have to just, there's, it's not just discussing, but have that discernment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have that, have that wisdom, know the possibilities and um, really decide, okay, do they mean what they say? And some people, you know, they mean what they say. And some yeah. people, you just met them, you had this conversation with them and they just sounded like yes men and they just didn't wanna seem like super, super irresponsible parents. So they just kind of said yes to everything because I've seen the parents. I've seen the parents who allow the alcohol. Well, yeah. they're going to do it anyway. So they might as well do it in the safety of my home. Yeah. Oh, they're going to do that. And oh, they're, oh yeah, let's just drop them off at the movies by themselves. It's okay. We'll come pick them up. They're going to be fine. Like things like that. Like you just don't know. Like I've had that I think a sleepover or just like a birthday party where they literally dropped us off at the movie theater and the parents didn't stay. And like my, my mom and dad had no clue. Oh my gosh, so. I'd be so livid. It would like never happen, but it, over here, but I like, I would be so livid, yeah. but I feel like even if, so for, for you're discussing this whole like scenario where like the parents are like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like for me, it would be like, what kind of relationship do I have with my daughter? You know, like what mm -hmm. kind of communication, like, mm -hmm. do I feel like she would tell me? Because if I don't feel like she would tell me, that's enough for me to not do it, you know? Right. And, but what I, but if you feel like there's that communication and you have those escape you know, um, exit the code word, exit strategies and all these things, then that's like a red flag for anybody that's going to like do something. They know this kid knows that what, that's what it is. All their body parts are called. Like, I'm not even going to like, they are going to yes. rack me out, you know? So yes. like, if they won't parents, even try, no, they, they don't try if try they it. know that that kid is armed with the tools and they're not like shielded and like, don't know anything. Cause you know, they're, they're too little to understand. Like my daughter is four years old and she knows what body parts are allowed to be out in the open and what body parts are not. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it's just, it's, it's arming them. You're not taking, I, I, I know I wrote this to you and we could go into um, the body boundaries and discussing that, but mm -hmm. like she knows. And I think that you're arming them with tools by doing that versus shielding them from all, you know, the evil is going to be out there. It's yep. out there. It's out there. Um, you don't want it to cut to, to catch your kids off guard, you know, that's, yeah. and then they freeze, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like what happened to my sister and imagine my mom, this is like a generational thing. My grandma was abused. My mom was abused. Now my sister, like it stops, it stops with her and me. We're done. Yeah. 
And yeah. so uh, we know what steals innocence now. And it's not a child knowing that their vagina is called a vagina and their right. vulva is called a vulva. Their penis and testicles are called those things. Like my, my son talks about his testicles all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Those are your testicles. Those are, are private. your testicles. Yeah. <laughs> they are private. One time, like when I was beginning to teach him this, he was like just freshly three. And um, well, I was, I've been teaching him the private part names, but um, like, I was like, and, and no one looks at her touch you know, and you can always say no to even mommy, even to daddy, like, you know, like I want him to know that. And so I was like putting his underwear up after he went potty and he's like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to put your underwear up now. Okay. But do not touch my penis. And I'm like, oh, I will not. And I yeah, just, yeah. I was so proud. How of him. proud. Like, yeah. <laughs> so proud of him. I was like, wow. Like, okay, I won't, I'm just going to put your underwear on. So I was like, yes, that's not a bad thing. That is a good thing that even to his mother, he would say that because he would say that to anybody else then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is, it is not stealing their innocence by doing that it is arming them it's giving them the tools it's their body their bodies are a beautiful wonderful thing like we do not need to be ashamed of that like we do, they do not need to be ashamed of that it's their arm is their arm their knee right. is their knee and their private parts are the names that they are like there's it's just a matter of fact and not only that but the, like kids have um told teachers and other things like that like people like hey someone's abusing me but they use the word cookie pocketbook flower and the teacher didn't know what they were talking about so the child yeah. continued to be abused because they could not tell somebody even though they tried like hey my daddy he touches my pocketbook all the time or hey my uncle like the one that i received um via DM that I shared on a video that I made was uh, was like a high school helper that came to like talk to the little kids. Like they would have the high school students come in and like mentor the little kids. Mm -hmm. And the first thing the little girl told her was my uncle licked my cookie. And, and the girl was like, my uncle, the, 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 the um, high schooler was like, that is such a weird sentence. She, you know, imagine this is a child too. They're two children. And so the high schoolers just like, what is that? What does that mean? She's like, that's such a first weird first thing to say. So let me ask her another question. Like, where does your where's your uncle? Like, what about you know? Does does he live with you? Yeah, he's been sleeping on the couch for a week. Like, he came to visit from another country, and boom. And so like, um, just every parent's worst nightmare. But if this high schooler was not like she was not a normal high schooler, like I know many that would have been like, huh. Um, and she, if she hadn't asked more questions, like this, this child would have been abused for a lot longer, but she said, mm, and then she realized what it was and got that little girl help. But that has been the story many times where the, the teacher missed it, the, the, the neighbor missed it, like people who the child told missed it. And imagine how oh, I told it. And they said, okay, they shrugged their shoulders. I guess this is okay. Just yeah. like my abuser says, it's okay. This right. person thinks it's okay. Cause they, they said only the word that they could understand. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that is why, like one, that's one reason, right? Well, I guess first reason is it's their body and those are the right words. And that's what we should be teaching too, because it can inhibit them from reporting abuse. And three, um, as a detective, and I've seen uh, lawyers like get really up, uptight about it when the child says the wrong word, um, then the defense or the defense attorney will attack them for it and say like, yep. see, like they, she, she doesn't even know what happened. Like it was her elbow, it was her shoulder. He was just kissing her on top I of the head. That too. So it could, it, and so, you know, and oh man, defense attorneys love that defense. Yeah. And I'm not like knocking any defense attorney hearing this, but there's defense attorneys. There's people who defend criminals. They want to win. <laughs> they harm children and they just want to win. Okay. Yeah. They don't care about the truth necessarily. Like they, yeah. they want to believe their client, you know, whatever. And I agree that we do need defense attorneys in the world. Like I'm not biased, but there are people out there who will attack a child because they called it a cookie instead of a vagina. Yeah. So just know that. So if that, those three reasons aren't good enough for you, then I don't know what to tell you. Although um, this is like my part of my safety plan. You've got to make a safety plan with your kids. 
um, with your family, with anyone that you trust, like be part of my team, my safety team, my, you know, just discussing, like you said, just discussing, like, this is what my kid knows. This is our rule. This is our family rules. They know all this stuff. So if you hear them say something like just FYI, it's just what we talk about at home and our boundaries right there, you're going to scare off any creeps from even trying it because they don't want to be found out. They want the vulnerable child that can't verbalize mm -hmm. what's happening. That's who they go after. So that's already there, you know, like, boom. Um, but I have the exit strategy tech checklist and like I like to give little scripts because parents just love that I've learned that parents love like how exactly do I say that so um, so I say if, if something makes you feel unsafe uncomfortable or violates a, a private part body safety or pornography rule it's always okay to say no or stop um, you can try to get out of the room or place where it's happening and away from anyone who makes you feel unsafe if a screen or device is involved you turn, look away, and bring it to a trusted adult's attention that something uh, unsafe has happened on a screen. Um, you can find me or an adult in your trust circle and ask for help. And then you give like five, um, give them five people to who they could trust. Um, okay. That way, because you're teaching them a lot of things, and they're like, "Oh man, tricky people. Oh man, uh, who can I trust?" So we're gonna pick five people, and and then include that even in those five people, you could still say no, they're not allowed to break your, your body boundaries and your body safety rules. Like they're just people that you can trust to tell if something happens. Um, use our code word, like I uh, talked about and do a body safety check in on the way there to drop them off and on the way back. So we're gonna just discuss, remind them of the rules of the body safety rules. And we're gonna discuss, um, you know, not, not being afraid to hold their boundaries and, you know, um, if they're uncomfortable to talk to us and, you know, see if they remember those body safety rules, if they can just like spit them back out at you. And, you know, if they're having any trouble with anything and that, um, and then on the way back, you say, you know, it doesn't have to be super grim every time, you know, like it could be very lighthearted. Like, what did you do? Did you have fun? Would you change anything about what happened while you were there? Did you get to do anything there that you don't get to do at home? Did you feel safe? Did you feel comfortable? Did you feel happy? Do you want to somebody back? else there? Like, I feel like if some, like, did somebody else show up? Did anybody else come? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, there any great like, questions? Who, who, who did you get to see even in happy? Who yeah. did you get to see while you were there? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, Basically, like the safety check, it's a talk to the adults about CSA body safety, prevention, consent, and body autonomy. All adults must be on the same page with online game apps, social media device, phone use, um, no playing in groups behind closed doors, no secrets, private parts are private, we change and we bathe separately. Um, confirm who will be at the home and request a call if anything changes. Be honest, like you want them to be honest about that and just be like, hey, you know, my kid, you know, we talk about who we got to play with and hang out with. So. You know, just it'd be cool if you told me before anybody comes over, just so I'm aware. Um, and so here are some five questions you can ask to your trusted babysitter, family members, or friends, where your child might stay for a play date, sleepover, or childcare. Um, who will be at the home? Are any neighbors or friends or other siblings planning to stop by? You know, do, do the kids go outside and play and go interact with neighbor kids um, and go into their houses and yards? Like, I'd like to know, is that something that you guys normally do? Nothing wrong with it, but I'd just like to know in case my child tags along. Um, will you be always supervising my child or will your spouse have some supervising, supervising duties too? Like Great what question. With, Great question. Like what happened to my sister? You know, like my mom never asked that. She didn't care. She thought she, my, my sister and I were safe with both parties. Um, and so it'd be good to know, like you have the female lady who's taking care of your child, the mom, you trust her, but you know, where's dad, where's boyfriend, where's older, you know, are there any older siblings is another question. Do you have older siblings, teens, you, you know, who's going to be around, um, what are your screen and screen and device rules, parental controls, internet access? You know, there's so many different like Bark also has a 
um, something called the Bark Home, and it's a router that can protect what goes in and out to each device in your home. It's really cool. So it like stops it right at the root, right at the internet. Like you, they can't even try to search something because it would um, block it and it will let you know that they're searching it. Um, it's incredible. And yeah. Oh, I know. I love them so much. I love them so much. It's such, and there's not a lot of people out there like that. Gab, Bark, and there's a company called Griffin, another one um, that does the same thing or similar. Now they're, none of them are exactly the same, but they're all in the business of keeping children safe online and on the phone. Um, yeah, so th those are the major questions and tips that I have. Just make sure that you talk about this and constantly reinforce with your kids, never keep secrets, especially about body safety, but you will never get in trouble for telling me a secret that you kept you know, like, I'm not going to just punish you. Like, I want to keep you safe. So if mm -hmm. there's a mistake, even if you think it was your mistake, it's okay. Come tell me. Cause it might not even have been your mistake. It might've been somebody else's or, mm -hmm. you know, it might've been pressure. Like you're a child. I don't expect you to be perfect. Just mm -hmm. come to me. Trust me. I will not, you know, take everything away from you in life because something happened. I just want to keep you safe. They just have to be able to trust you because mm -hmm. like, why didn't my, my sister tell my parents, why did she go to a friend at school to like release that, that pain? And then that friend yeah. was thankfully thankfully was smart enough to tell a school counselor who then told my, called my mom crying, you know, and cried on the phone with my mom. Like, that's not the way you want to find out. And then to know that that creep is out there free and has his own kids and stepkids. And it was bad. And let me tell you that the mom, she didn't believe my sister. She didn't believe my mom. People don't mm -hmm. want to believe that. People don't yeah. want to believe that. And I get it, but the wolf is, he has, he has a disguise on every time. Yeah. Every time. In sheep's clothing. In sheep's, in sheep's clothing. clothing. And yep. you don't have access to kids if you dress like a wolf. You got to hide. You got to hide and you got to be really great with kids. People don't get it. It's like, oh, like when you have that, um, you, you hear that someone's been an abuser and you're like, just no, there's no way. There's just no way. But of course you feel that way because that is their job is to build trust in you, build trust in your child, build trust in the community, be a person of trust. Like they're never going to be the obvious guy. It's mm -hmm. always going to be the one that you trusted your kids with. It's always mm -hmm. going to be like that. So, so you, it just makes sense. Um, and then the last thing to constantly reinforce this is it's never too late to tell me a secret. So even if you did chose to keep it secret because of whatever reason, even if the person told you you're going to get hurt. If you tell, you're going to get in trouble. If you tell, this is your fault. You did this, not me. Um, you know, you're the mm -hmm. one who chose to, chose to, you know, go this way or do that. Like mm -hmm. uh, the offenders use plenty of guilt shaming tactics. So we have to proactively combat that by saying it would never be your fault. It right. would never be your fault. Whether it was another kid, a boyfriend, even like, what if the boyfriend like aggressively, uh, you know, those date rapes. Yeah. So what, what if that happens when your child's a teen and she just feels like pressured by society and by others and by yeah. social media that you got to be naked, you got to be showing, you know, sending pictures out. Like there's a whole another topic we can talk about just online safety, but mm -hmm. um, you know, all those things, it, it comes down to pressure. Adults can pressure, other kids can pressure. And, you know, we want to let our kids know we're aware that I've been a kid before I've been a teen before. And I would never like hold you against a wall and yell at you for that. I would hug yeah. you and I would tell you, I'm proud of you for telling me and being brave. And uh, I'm never going to let this happen to you again. I'm going to protect you. And mm -hmm. we're going to do whatever it takes to make it right. And is it mostly men? Is it mostly male? Cause I mean, um, you already said it's 10 year olds too, you know, is it, what it, is it, the statistics there? So unfortunately, I think I forget the number, but there's a very low percentage of children that actually report abuse. So, um, yeah, the, it was a one in six that actually little boys would be abused and okay. it is much higher. It is much higher, much higher than that because little boys are trained to think that like sex is good. And it's good if a woman 
three times your age wants to touch you and have sex with you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing I've been battling, <laughs> just this, this idea of the teachers and the 12 to 15 year old boys, like, absolutely not. That's rape. It's yeah. pressure, it's coercion, it's grooming. Um, so there's plenty of uh, female offenders. It's, mm-hmm. it's a higher percentage than we think. I, I still think that's mostly, it's like, it's a higher majority men, lots yeah. of women. I think I've heard the number 20% before, but don't quote me. Yeah. Um, that's a lot more than people think. Right. A lot more, yeah. But there are a lot of twisted women out there and they get away with it because, um, because society norms. And, yeah. um, I mean, like you, I feel like for me, like if I had to have, like, I would never have a male babysitter, never. like, you know, no. cause you would just, you would never, never for me. And like, <laughs> whether that's like sexist or like whatever, but like intuitively, I just, I would never leave my girls, my kids with a male babysitter, but like that's, mm-hmm. but then that's also like naive to think that it couldn't happen with a female right. as well, you know? And so that's like, yeah. like you just have to, there, you just have to shed the light on it. But um, yeah. And you just have those talks with those females that you trust, you know, like, Hey, yeah. this is what we do. Like if anybody's going to come visit, like there's a lot of people who use at home daycares, like remember those are mostly around by women who are trustworthy, but they still have spouses. Okay. They still right. have kids. They have kids, yeah. that live there, older teens that come and help tell them my, my son or my daughter will come help. And you know, what are they showing them on their phone? What are they, you know, like, these are all questions to ask. I have a whole really in-depth highlight and post where I literally, like I could have made it into an ebook, but I just made it into a post that's free and just find it on my page and like the questions to ask daycare childcare, and even like sporting type of things like if you leave your kid at a gym or yeah uh, you know if you if they're part of a sports like ask those questions like are coaches allowed to throw my child on their lap or coaches allowed to even touch our children or the you know like are what what's the rules here what are you guys's rules do you have rules do you have a policy um even in churches and daycares and things like yeah. that do you have a child sexual abuse prevention policy yes or no okay why not this yeah. is what I think, you know, print that out. Darkness to Light is an organization, it's a nonprofit. They do, um, they've been doing this a lot longer, but they also have a resource that I linked in that highlight um, on my page where you can just scroll through and literally print out a thing of what to ask, what to ask um, each child care provider. I'm going to have all your, everywhere to contact you is going to be in the show notes. So people can yeah. make sure that they get those resources. Um, okay, so how to vet daycares, babysitters, all of that stuff is going to be on that highlight Um single mamas. I feel like that is something we can touch on, mm-hmm. um, you know, and potential stepdads and boyfriends and, and give me, give me all your, all your information on that. So one of the saddest things I ever realized in my career and came across myself, it's actually real, um, is that there is a grooming handbook more than one. There's more than one, but it's a handbook of literally pedophile, a pedophile made literally like, I don't want to, it was, it was very professionally done. It was a legit ebook handbook on how to abuse children, how to get your hands on children and um, sexually abuse them, how to groom them, how to get them to do it without them reporting you. Literally all the things that I've already said, like, uh-huh. yeah, and they share, I know it's very hard to swallow. Um, the, it's, it's, it's out there though, and mom's gotta know, okay, so the pedophiles are teaching each other how to do this actively. They've got handbooks. Okay, what am I gonna do to gear up? What am I going to do? How am I going to Yeah, where's the handbook for moms? Like when you become a mom, there's no freaking handbook. They have a handbook for making a pedophile, DIY pedophile. Like you're kidding me. Yep. And they share it too. They share it within their groups. Like they have like WhatsApp chats and kick chats. And you know, there's the whole dark web, which is like another whole horrific, horrific topic. Don't go there. (laughs) <laughs> don't go there, but they, but don't they, that's where they, that's where they reside. That's where they share things, but they're even in Facebook and Instagram and they um, have little like 
signs in their um, bios that tell you that they're a pedophile and what they're looking for. And Instagram won't even take them down. Like this, yeah. we're in a battle here that is a lot deeper oh, than yeah. most people want to swallow, but yeah. we don't even have to go there right now. We can just say that protect your kids. And by you having these conversations with other mamas, you are helping them protect their kids and opening their eyes and encouraging them. Um, you know, and hopefully I will have my own ebook and my own course very soon. Uh, but that, but that's the truth. That's the truth. And, and the number one thing in the pedophile handbook that they say is find a single mom with kids and find a single mom. That's not that attractive because what happens <laughs> is that she's going to accept your love easier. Is that true? I don't know. Probably not, but that's the, that's how low and sick these people are. Yeah. That's are. how sicko they are. Like, but yeah, what, like find, who are you? You want to talk about unattractive? Like yeah, you're disgusting. Are, they're living in their mom's basement, but also not. Some of them are very successful people, but like, you know, they're just, they're gross on the inside, gross on the outside. And they're now like, Oh, look for an overweight mom. Look for the, like, look for ones that are having self-esteem issues so that they will be more vulnerable. And then you tell them everything they want to hear. You're beautiful. You're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. You're everything I ever wanted. And then that's how they get this lady to trust them, marry them. And now you have access to their kids. And so that is the truth. It is disgusting. It is one of these things that make you want to scream and turn off this podcast. I get it, but that's the truth. And so our single moms need to be aware so that they can, um, if they're on dating apps, you know, sometimes they'll put pictures of their kids because they don't want people who don't want to have anything to do with kids. Like, I don't want a dude that doesn't want kids. or I don't want a dude that's not okay with me being a single mom, mm-hmm. yeah. but what happens is you're advertising your children. Right. So that's, and then, you know, if you link your, what a your, different perspective. And that's why it's so important to have this conversation. What a wildly different perspective for, for, for single moms, because what they think that they're doing is what's best for the kid. Like, I don't want somebody to come into our life that doesn't want you. Right. Right. But you're literally advertising to people who actually, actually want your kids. You know, it's crazy. It's the worst. It was like one of the hardest things for me. I couldn't even read the whole thing. I saw the, the table of contents. I browsed through a little bit of it. And I was like, okay, I literally, like, it was like the devil was like coming out through the screen and just attacking me. I was like, I can't read this anymore. But I, I, um, I did have in the child rescue coalition, which I've worked with before. They're an amazing organization that I know um, exactly who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they train us as detectives to be able to use their, um, technology to find bad guys. And basically their, their homes send out signals that they're sharing child pornography and a child rescue coalition grabs those signals and then sends it to, you know, gives you like locations on where that's going to be, what city, and then we're able to pick those up and go get them. But, um, they've, you know, received files and stuff. And that one of those, those were one of the files. So they have like cropped it out. If you want proof, uh, again, another highlight I have, I have the link there. You can go to their website. And they have like the table of contents and they have the, the notes that they talk about the single moms. And then, you know, they also talk about literally how to start grooming a child, which is just uh, safe touches, you know, lots of hugs and yeah. kisses, rubs and, you know, lap sitting and see if the child, and I don't want to even get more into detail because it's literally, it will, we'll both throw up, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's step-by-step step how to get the child from like just being right there in the corner of the room to be okay with you sexually abusing them because you normalize it little by little it's called grooming it is disgusting so, that so I feel is- like how do we know how do we tell the difference I feel like for me it, uh, it instinctually it's like if I don't want somebody touching me like that like if I would expect another grown person to touch my body like that wouldn't be okay for them to touch my child or is that mm-hmm. not a good um a good comparison like is there like more there well I definitely agree with that like how many times as a woman have you had somebody where you worked if you worked at I don't know. Um, I know you do fitness. If you've ever worked at a gym, if you ever worked mm-hmm. somewhere and somebody just that your coworker just feels like they have the right to put mm-hmm. their hand on your low back yeah. or on your side, or just like rub your shoulder yeah. or like something yeah. weird. And it's not a private park, but you're like, get your pants 
off. Right. Like you, you know, your skin just jumps because they're they're They think that they could just get close, you know, even poking, like the poking right here. I remember that happening to me in high school, Mm -hmm. like guys poking me right here. So close to my boobs, not quite, but they just, they violate that boundary. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to see where they can push it, you know? So that, um, you know, those are, those are the things I just say, Hey, just listen, like, what if somebody strokes your, your child's face? Like, don't touch my kid's face. Like yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, difference between grandma, you know, loving your child. And then like a little, look at your sweet little girl, some dude and just touching their face. You're like, Oh yeah. Or like face. comments, like, okay. So the comments, like if I was 20 years younger, or if you were 10 years older, Ooh, like no. that is prime. Red free. flag. Yeah. Red, red flag. flag. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I, I have like a list of seven or eight uh, red flags of grooming on my page. Um, also another highlight in a bunch of posts, but, um, one of them is just that repetitive tickling, hugging, just having to touch, just like, mm-hmm. you know, know those red flags. And if they do them all, then maybe you don't want to marry that one. Maybe you don't want to date yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, you know, just, it, it takes a while for you to introduce their kids, but you, you will know your gut will know. Like, I, I really believe that. And if you hold boundaries and they don't like your boundaries, mm-hmm. like, Hey, no, you're not going to give my kid a bath. Hey, no, you're not going to change the diaper. I'm going to change the yeah. diaper. Yeah. If, um, you know, no, yeah, I, I got to work tonight. Oh, you want to take care of my kid? I'm oh, not, thank you. Like, it's okay. My mom will do it, you know, or whoever, my sister, like I'm good. And if they get offended and they don't like that red flag, red flag. Okay. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of red flags they give off. And if you look at the grooming red flags and if you like, you know, maybe the first time they just don't get it, like they're just trying, they just love you and they want to help you and you're stressed out. They want to help you take care of your kid. And they, they offer that, even if they're like, this is a lot for me. Like they offer that help to you. And then, um, you say no. And they're like, yeah, okay. All right. No problem. Like, cool. Uh, yeah, that would, that would have been stressful, stressful for me anyway. But if they, they keep pushing like, all right, maybe someday though. Yeah, oh, we're just taking for ice cream. Let me like, and they start buying things and really just trying to get affection from your child, like, and not mm-hmm. giving them their boundaries, like red flag. <laughs> like you don't, okay, yeah. you don't need my child's attention. You don't need my child's yeah. appreciation, adoration. Like there are a lot of things these days that, that society is pushing, pushing that we should bring our children to or do no adult of any kind, shape or form, belief system or um, gender or whatever, like should require the clap applause and adoration of a child. And if they just need your child's attention, if they're just like magnets to your child and just can't stop, red flag. It's a red, red flag. flag. Yeah. It's a red flag. And um, you know, again, like if you're envisioning like a very, very doting grandma right now, like is a little normal for a doting grandma to like really, really want, you know, especially if you're the only baby and stuff like that. So yeah. don't, you know, gra- typically grandmas are not, but they're having grandmas and grandpas that do abuse. So, yeah. you know, but typically discernment, discernment, you have to have discernment. And then when you put those boundaries in and you explain in a really kind, loving way, you say, Hey, this is what's, you know, this is why I do this and nothing to do with you. It's just an, uh, a, you know, all around rule for me. Um, I feel like I need to read the body safety rules. Okay. So my body safety rules are use proper name proper names for all body parts, explain their functions when it's appropriate. Like with a two-year-old, you're going to start, we just, can they say vagina or balls or I'm sorry, not balls. If they, can they say vagina or uh, penis and testicles, right? Like that is the whole process in itself. Like which one yeah. you have. Eventually they're going to think that like, if you have a little boy, like where's your penis? Oh, mommy doesn't have a penis. Mommy has a vagina and a vulva. Right. And they're, and they're private. That's why you don't see them. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you can just start there and then, okay, are they private? Yeah. What does private mean? Okay. Um, okay. Are they good? They're good. Yes. God made our whole body or you could just say our bodies are all good in general. Like every part of our body is good, but some things are private. Um, my friend Dallas, she has her own page called Mary Golden on Instagram. Um, she's an amazing advocate and she 
I read yesterday, the day before, she calls them places of honor. And I'm like, oh, I love that. So you could tell your kid, it's your private part, but it's your place of honor. Like, why is it private? There is a big question. Why does my private part have to be private? Because it's your place of honor and it's only for you until such a day comes where you become united with someone and get married, however you want to put it, whatever your values are. And you explain that. And that's when they, you know, because they will ask, you, they're going to ask you, what does private mean? Why does it have to be private? Like, mm -hmm. why, you know, why can't I run around naked in the yard or at right. the beach? or whatever like they don't get it because and we don't want to put shame on them so it's it's a very delicate topic but always use positive light voice around it um you know and that to the point where they'll talk about their their testicles and, and have dinner like it's okay it's a good thing. <laughs> it's okay it's fine um and you use age-appropriate language um and details for that and then you know, like little boys, they, they, you have little girls, but little boys will eventually get erections like in toddler age. And they're going to be like, what's that? Like what's happening? You know? And it's just a natural body part. It means your body's working. It's a, the function is like, it's a, it's a normal function. You know, you have a lot of nerve, um, nerve endings there. And, you know, there's toddler ways and only, you know, how your child will understand you. So you just break that down as, as baby as you need to, as baby talk as you need to. Well, I love it. I just like, that means your body's working. That's just yeah. something that, that, that body part does. And it means that it's working, right? Yeah, Still private, exactly. but it's working, you know, and yeah. I have a lot of friends that have basically, I have all my friends have boys and we're like the only, only, um, uh, family that has girls. But I think that's just like useful information because you don't want to come off as like, Oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to look, I don't know what that means. I, you know, yeah. how to even like talk about it in a, which could come off as like, Oh, like I'm shame, shameful of it, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of being able to say, you know, this just means your body is working, um, mm -hmm. you know, however you want to talk about it. But I just, I just love that piece. Yeah. And that. then, and then like my son, like, this is just my own journey with it. Like my son would just pull his pants down when it happened. Cause he's just like, yo, something's happening in here. And he looked down uh -huh. and you're like, look what's this I'm like oh you know it's an erection it's okay it's good your body's working but when your erection happens you just you just leave it inside your pants okay you don't pull your pants down it's always private okay and and it's and it's a good thing your body is just doing a normal thing and he's like okay and like you know it, but it happened multiple times where I'm like I don't know what to do because I kind of froze I was like I don't want to make him feel ashamed by right. like hey pull your pants up you know, like put your pants up right now. You it's know? like your initial to thing to, that you want to do. Like, don't do that here, you know, but it's yeah. like, wait, just take a second. They are literally asking you questions because that is that they're just full of questions. They just yeah. want an answer to those questions. And it, it does you a service to have this information before that happens so that you know mm -hmm. what kind of answer to give. And um, it's just so incredibly helpful. Something yeah. I probably wouldn't have even thought of because I have yeah. little girls, but yeah, yeah. super helpful. <laughs> Yeah. Super helpful. <laughs> um, and so the, you, so after you have the, uh, the body part names, you identify them as private and you can say, this is the parts that your bathing suit covers, um, your underwear covers, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, and then the little phrase, no one can look at or touch my private parts and I cannot look at or touch anyone else's private parts, not even on a screen movie or phone, a picture. And um, this is where it comes in where you can talk about safe pictures and unsafe pictures. Um, another way to do it is good pictures or bad pictures. Um, there's a whole book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Very helpful on the topic for your, with your kids. Um, but um, I prefer to use safe and unsafe because my when I say bad, my son is like, something's bad. Like he gets very fixated on it being bad. So I had to undo that and change it to safe and unsafe and it also brings like a little bit of shame if you use the word bad like when it comes mm -hmm. to private parts you know like yeah. even if it's not their own and it's a picture of it like it just again like kids are super general so like they will take it and run with it and then 
you know, they get fixated on things. So uh, I just do safe pictures and unsafe pictures. I use that book and, and it goes great. You could always, if you have a book, a kid's book that teaches this, this subject, you could always change the words. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like say different things that, that, it, that flow better for your kids and family. Do you have a list of resources, like books that we, that you, uh, maybe I could get that afterwards. Um, and mm-hmm. we can link those to books that you think are really helpful to teach body parts and this yeah. type of safety stuff. Mm-hmm. One of them that I like is only for me. Um, her wordings, she's an Australian. So her wording's a little different than what we may use, but the most, for the most part, I don't have to change much. Um, but yeah, those are, um, that's a really great book. Cause it not only talks about, you know, private parts and body safety, all these things that you're talking about, but talks about the pictures too. And then there's like a line of photos where she talks, how, how do I know when I feel I'm unsafe? And it talks about your body's on automatic responses to be feeling unsafe, which is like, you know, you get the hairs on your neck, will stand mm-hmm. up, hands on your arms. Um, you'll start to feel queasy. You might need to feel like you need to use the bathroom. There's a lot of nervous system responses and she lists them all out for the, for the child to be able, and like pictures of them for the child to be able to like see like, okay, when yeah. somebody's making me feel uncomfortable or unsafe, this is what my body might do. So that right. she, they could put two and two together. Like, oh, okay, that's, I feel this way because I'm not safe right now. Mm-hmm. And so that it's not just like private parts and stuff like that. Cause when, like the grooming process, we know that it doesn't always start with private parts. It can start very, random things and it, mm-hmm. kids are very very intuitive and they understand but they just don't know how to put the words out there like hey they're making me feel uncomfortable I didn't break a rule but I feel uncomfortable so that right. book helps walk you through it perfect um when if you or you know if your belief system aligns with it god made all of me I love it because that book says god made all of you including your private parts and he called them good and that is so important to me because it takes away shame Right. And I don't like, I don't like shame. Shame is the reason why my sister didn't report shame. You know, like right. it's my fault. I didn't do anything. I didn't fight back. You froze up. It's not your fault. It's not right. your fault. You know, and that's what our kids need to realize. Um, and so then number three for me is no one can take a picture or video of my private parts. We don't play private part games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that they, they will, um, whether it's another kid or an adult, like they will make it like, oh, fun. This is what we do. This is how we yeah. play. Um, I'm in charge of my body and no one can make me do anything to my body or without my permission, I never have to hug or kiss anyone or be touched by anyone. Um, and that just introduces, I put in parentheses, body autonomy and consent. Uh, we never keep secrets, not even small ones, happy surprises only. So the difference between secrets and happy surprises, um, secrets are forever, happy surprises have an end date. So, um, and a lot of the time secrets, I have another post on this, but secrets will um, never tell or else, you know, like this mm-hmm. will happen to you, that'll happen to you, whether it's a violent, threat or if it's a you're going to get in trouble or nobody's going to believe you or Mm -hmm. it's your fault anyway like you know there's always an or else type they may not say or else but they will definitely use some kind of like backing the child into a corner if they do say something um or you know even telling kids a little bit your parents will think you're gross or everyone's going to think you're gross and I'm going to tell them all the all the stuff you did like that is so evil but that's what they will do so happy Mm -hmm. surprises are only like you know, a present, a uh, trip somewhere, like things like that, that are very exciting and have an end date, you know, a trip for mommy, a present for daddy, like things like that. Um, and then the last, well, there's two. I can always tell a safe adult if someone ba- breaks a body safety rule and I will never get in trouble. And it is never a child's fault if someone breaks a body safety rule. Um, and then the last one is bonus is no one should be talking to your, to you, the child about sex, private parts or showing you things that talk about sex or private parts, except for mom, dad, and anyone else that you have identified that is allowed to talk about, um, body safety. Like, and I mean, and there's difference between like body safety and sex education, like even mm-hmm. in schools right now, they're, they're having a lot of battles about 
what sex yeah. education is, when it should be established. They're talking to these kids at like kindergarten now. Yeah. Um, yeah My kids will be homeschooled. Me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So yeah, I'm going to be homeschooling, but if there are parents who can on single moms and, you know, other people um, who just need double income or want double income or, you know, love their career and don't want to quit, like I totally understand. Yeah. But if you need to ask for curriculum. And right now in California, like there's like laws that say that the school cannot give the whole curriculum they will only give what they want you to see and not anything else and yeah so it's we used to live in california we moved to oklahoma and there are so many reasons why we never want to live in california our entire family all of our friends everybody lives in california we moved Mm -hmm. out here for college and i and since having kids like you know there's so many reasons why we love being in oklahoma specifically um yeah California's wild right now. It's it like is. the wild, wild west. It's what do you mean you're not going to tell me what you're teaching my child? Especially when it comes to this sex education, yeah. body safety. Like, I want to know what you're going to tell my kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's important, but especially right. if it's going to conflict what I tell them. Like, I need to know. Right. And so, you know, that's why there's lots of really good organizations. There's one called Freedom Forever. Um, my friend Landon Starbucks, she's amazing. She works really hard on like that, you know, just a lot of things like keeping kids out of very sexually perverse places and performances and things like that like mm-hmm. our kids yep. need to be protected yeah <laughs> regardless regardless of the politics our kid, there has to be boundaries there has to be rules that we do not break. those conversations are not for children they're mm-hmm. not for children there's no yeah nope that's another podcast that's a whole nother that's a whole <laughs> and, that, and that and that one will piss people off so we well let's stay for on sure. topic here yeah um but yeah, there's, so you definitely, wherever you are in California or on the East coast where I am, like find out what they're teaching your kids and they should have you sign off on it. Um, and, and even if you don't sign off, even if you protect them, the kids that are in school with yours will tell your child everything right. that they learn. Yep. So we have to have these open conversations. like come home, tell me anything new to learn. If there's something that your kid friend showed you at school on their phone, that's where yep. how kids get exposed to porn that come, Oh, look at this crazy thing. Yeah. Um, it's okay to tell me, you know, like even, even something as crazy as like, I think, um, it was, a, a my friend from Australia, a different friend. Um, she does safe for, safe for kids and her friend, uh, her name is Holly. Um, and she is actually the first pos- podcast I went on. And she told me about a little girl who had, uh, someone in the school told her, Hey, Google this Google image, this, and she typed in Google image and it was something with bestiality, which is, uh, yeah like horrific and yeah. um, she, did, she didn't know. And so she typed it and she saw it and she started having nightmares, anxiety attacks that ruined her whole life. And she never told her mom because she just, she just, I think it was like a year. It was a really long time. She didn't tell her mom and, um, or anyone about it. And she was just having nightmares and she said, I haven't seen something like that. What the heck is she like, you know? So, yeah. so that, you know, and it just keeps happening to kids and they don't know how to verbalize it. They don't want to get in trouble because they are the ones that typed it in. Okay. And like, right. And how did the school's like device even allow that to happen? Because it's not, right. it doesn't have the word porn in it. It doesn't have the word sex in it, but it is something to do with animals and, and sex is disgusting and humans. It's like, this is the most horrifying thing a child could see other than an adult doing it. Right. So, um, and also like when it comes to that, another grooming tactic of these people that is in that handbook and other, you know, other areas where they just chat with each other and tell each other is to show a child CSAM. So show, show, show the child that you want to abuse your own phone and, um, you know, a picture or a video of a child being sexually abused so that they think like, you see, they play like this, let's play like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so that's why you want to talk to your kid about seeing screens and, and did you see anything, any, any funny movies or shows that you never saw before? And, you know, like, you know, when you're dropping them off at somebody's house, Hey, like we have a role in our house, like they're not on our phones. Um, and if they are, it's very controlled. Like there's a way to like set up your phone where they can watch one 
I saw it. I have to find where I saved that video. It was amazing. But you can like set up a YouTube show, like a kid's show on your phone and lock it so they can't yeah. um, go to anything it. else. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you can have your own rule set with that specific person. Um, but that, you know, if it's like grandma and it's a constant childcare thing, or if it's like a sleepover or whatever, but like, we don't like, please don't show anything, you know, whoever you are with, don't show anything from your phone to my kid because they know to tell me about those things. And I, I'm not saying I'm going to show them something bad, but we don't want to normalize them looking at people's devices. Like we right. don't want to normalize yep. that. So those are my safety rules. That's where like I base everything out of and how you may want to, like, you can make your own for yeah. your family and you can have your own safety plan. Um, you know, one of those things I offer is for people to make consults with me. We talk about it right here on Zoom, talk for how, for an hour. Um, a lot of times I'll let it roll over <laughs> because I'm just so passionate. And then I either type up a safety plan or I send them some tips that we talked about and things like that. To, like to specific to their situation, right? To their situation, exactly. Yeah, so who's helping get, watch their kids, who, what, when they go to daycare, all these things. Yeah, I got like That's co-parenting, so co-parenting yeah. situations and, um, you know, like, I'm not a lawyer, but I can give you stuff to put on a safety plan that you can present to your lawyer. And then your lawyer can have both of you guys sign it. And then if he or she, whoever it is, if it's whichever That's parent That's a binding is, contract. Yeah. 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 So, and I mean, most other parents, even if they don't like you, even if it's the worst divorce that happened on the face of the planet, they should want their child to be protected from abuse. So they should be wanting to sign this. And especially yeah. if it's presented to a judge and a bunch of lawyers, like they're not going to want to look bad. So they're going to sign that junk. And then when yeah. they start to break it, you know what I mean? It just gets you a little bit closer to protecting your child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's because you can't control everything when you're in a co-parenting relationship or situation. Totally. Right? Yeah. You can only control when you're in, in control when you have your kids. So right. that, um, you know, I've had family who, you know, like uh, my most recent one was the, uh, the woman who I was talking to, her sister had a red flag boyfriend. Yeah. Now she's having a child with that red flag boyfriend. So this mm-hmm. guy's here to stay. He's going to be around. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's like, I, he, they were, he was breaking the body safety boundaries. He got peed off whenever I talked to him about it. It was very much a red flag and now I don't even go there anymore. Right. So, so she's Gosh. like, and it's just her, this is her mom's house. So now it's kind of like her own family. And so she just needed some support help and how to teach yeah. her, kid, her kid and what words to use and the scripts. hundred so, percent. So incredibly helpful to have the scripts, you know, because you just, you can't find the words for some of this stuff and yeah. having somebody like you, that's seen it all. And then to be able to deliver that informa- information in a very digestible way for moms that haven't seen it all, but that are just for trying to protect their own babies. It's like, such an incredible gift that you are given and that are actively doing you, you have an incredible mission and, um, really honored to have this conversation with you. Um, and I, yeah, I really think it's going to be well received by so many, um, of my mamas in my community. Um, so I'm really, really thankful that we got to sit down and talk and you just, I mean, this is definitely going to be a two-parter because there's so (laughs) much information in here. Um, But before we get kicked off, I do have one final question for you that I ask everybody that comes on in your hard seasons of motherhood and life. And I know you've had many of them. What has been your go-to mantra to get you through it? Okay. So my mantra, based on everything that I told you, what the pressure, the pressure, the, the, the burdens on my shoulders to, to do it all is um, you don't have to do it all or be it all. You have God who has never left you. Even in the darkest of valleys, trust him with all your heart, your kids, your worries, your stress, and your dreams. The burden cannot be all on you. 
but it can be on the one who made you, especially regarding health and safety, well-being of my children and our future. And so very personal to me. Um, that's my, that's what gets me through my days when I started um, living the scripture that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So when I stopped, because like when you're in this business, less than a minute, uh, when you're in this oh, business, no. <laughs> you, you see, um, I'll try to be quick. You see the evil and you're like, I can't make sense of it. You can't, but just trust him and keep going. But without feeling like you're forcing it, you're forcing and you're squeezing until you pop. Like you can't right. live like that. That's what, how I was living. And so once I started trusting him and giving it to him, I became a vessel just kind of like coming from above and pouring out instead of me trying to create it myself. So I completely agree. Um, you ooze it and it's, you are such a light in this space and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I know this topic is a bit more on the dark or heavier side, but I do think that these topics need to be brought more into the light and more people need to be uh, more aware of what's happening right next door, right? So I hope you took some powerful takeaways and tools to use in your family's home. Please share this with a mama friend that you feel could benefit from these tools and resources. Check out the show notes to see all of the gadgets and accounts that Yami mentioned in both of these episodes, as well as how to get in contact with her if you want to build a custom plan on how to keep your children safe. She does do one-on-one consultations. If you do share this episode on social media, be sure to tag me so I see it. I love seeing how you guys are responding to these episodes. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you so soon in the next podcast or in our next workout. Love you guys so much.